Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orange Express, where we are taking a slight detour. And so, for those of you who've been following your own story along to this state, we'd like to uh, say thank you to all of you, our listeners, and you, our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate everything that you do for us. And as such, we are going to bless you all over the next few episodes with our side quest called A Slight Detour where we have a little fun. And so I have gathered together some of our investigators who are going to be assist, assisting me in this detour scenario. And uh, we'll just start with introductions to my right. Hi, this is Allie, and I will be playing Rose de Tulio, And I am the mastermind of this little venture. Yes, Rose the mastermind. That ought to be a fascinating, fascinating thing to see unfold. Uh, to Rose's right. Hi, I'm Rena, and tonight I will be playing Dion Matteo, and I am very French. Indeed, you are Dion. Uh, at the end of the table. Hi, this is Giles, and I'm playing Stefan Miller, and I'm the second story man. Second story man and older brother to... Hi, this is Miranda, and I'm playing Henrietta Miller. Lockpick extraordinaire. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. Last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin and I'm playing Maximilian Schwartz, or Max for short. Fantastic. And we won't talk about what Maximilian does because it's not um, not suitable for pleasant company. We're going to raise the curtain tonight in the city of Milan, a city we have been to before, and that tonight we're going to revisit for a very specific purpose. Recently, Milan has been befouled by events at its opera house. There has been a rather disturbing series of events where a patron of the theater was found murdered and where stories rife with devilry and disgusting acts supposedly took place in the main theater main opera house inside Milan. And the populace has been a little bit on edge since then. There's been an awful lot of black shirt activity. There have been some homes that have been raided, evidently. And Mussolini's men have found several communist families and have put them on the firing lines. We're going to join our story on the afternoon of April 9th. Just as supper begins to hit the tables around the city of Milan, four rather disparate members of the criminal underworld are gathered in a 
tiny room. Several beds laying around with a a small fireplace nearby crackling as uh, a knock on the door brings their attention. Who is it? It is Rose. So uh, the Miller siblings, the Miller children would know Rose from a job that they did in England together. And you'd know her voice. Okay. Henrietta will get up to open the door and let Rose come in. Dion immediately stands up and puts his hat on and then takes it off respectfully. <laughs> Rose, why don't you tell us what you uh, what you look like? Tell the viewers, the listeners at home. Rose is very slight. She's she is like five six, fairly willowy and tanned. She likes to move about quickly and quietly for obvious reasons, given her trade. I'm a big old thief. <laughs> Alrighty. Slip into the room as uh, quickly and quietly as possible without drawing attention. Yeah, there isn't a bunch of... Uh, the, the, there's not a ton of action behind you. There are some people walking up and down that hall, mostly to get to other bedrooms deeper within the... Uh, speakeasy here to do um, all sorts of wonderful and potentially interesting things, but no one paying direct attention to the door. Uh, So Henrietta, you let Rose in and uh, close the door afterwards? Yes. Uh, uh, Rose, it's nice to see you again. Hello, Henrietta. Steven. Bonjour. Dion rolls his eyes at someone else trying to speak French. This must be our employer. Yeah, Rose, what is it that you uh, you have for us? Well, we have a job, is why I've gathered everyone here. Well, we would assume as much. We would like to know more details, I think. We're going to steal some time. Steal time? Yeah. Like the plant? No. Like some watches? Like a clock. Yeah, like what? We're going to steal watches? No. A clock from a museum. Oh, okay. Well, you said this job was well paid, but um, how well paid? That's a great question. Uh, so, Rose, you would know that um, your backer for this job is willing to pay about twelve hundred pounds sterling for it. Now, that is a number you can choose to give to your employees, or you could choose to change it or affect it in any way you saw fit as to make sure that you leave yourself enough to you know have a spending cash perhaps a trip to Venice maybe it is enough well let's just say given the weight of the clock that we need to steal it's well worth the time we're investing say 200 pounds this is a joke no hmm well, I suppose I'm here already, so uh, it'll do. Maybe there'll be some opportunities along the way to pick up um, other rewards. Well, that sounds like an easy job, stealing a clock. I mean, heavy, yes, but it's not like it's going to be in a safe or anything. Not behind a safe, no, but it is up in the second floor, which has a fair amount of security, plus, you know, we are avoiding 
and the black shirts. Hmm. Still, I imagine it'll be a quick in and out job. It should be. How heavy is this clock? Do you have any pictures? You want us to steal a clock we do not see? So, Rose, you'd be aware that the clock is actually only part of the overall piece that you'll be stealing. So there's a clock face in it, and then there are two rather long, sweeping, what look like griffins that are attached to the end of the clock. And you know that it's on a mantle in this museum, this art gallery. And it's your understanding that from the the one picture you have of it, it's your understanding that it is fairly weighty. It could be 20 or so kilos, 25 kilos. I probably wouldn't keep that picture on my person because I don't want anyone to know that it might be a target for anything. Mm-hmm. Is this museum currently open to the public? Yeah. Shall we case it then tomorrow? Then we can tell you a yes or no if we think that the price that you are, charge- are offering us is worth the, the job. What is uh, so special about this clock? You are not uh, stealing it for the black shirts? No. We've been hired by another employer. We're acting as a third party. I don't think it's ever mattered before who we were stealing for. No. As long as we get paid. There are some I would not take payment from. Sometimes you do it just for the fun of it. We. But not this time. Mm. Maybe this time. Not with such heavy clock. That's a good point. It will be a challenge then. Exciting challenge. Well, all good thefts are. It is a good idea, I think, to, uh, as you say, Henrietta, uh, case the joint. Oh no, that was my brother, Stefan, that said that. It is the kind of thing you English people say. Well, I went by briefly earlier today, as I have gotten a map anyway. And I walked around a little to see what kind of potential problems we might encounter. What did you find? Well, I have found that they have security that look as though they are regular staff. And I observed a number of them on the various floors of the museum. Do I have specific places? Yeah. Yeah, you have uh, specific places, which you which you'll be able to mark on the map. So I will have done that ahead of time. So it's like this, this is where at least some of the more noticeable security is. So this first page that she shows you is a hand drawing of the portion of a museum, it seems like. And there's a, a rectangular area cut out in the center that looks like it's some sort of courtyard or some sort of plaza. But in the outside museum area, uh, she seems to have marked six or seven places where these these X's exist at. You're not sure if these people, are, these workers or guards are roving. They likely are. Uh, or if it's uh, just points of interest. But the museum itself seems pretty large. She shows you the first floor. And so when she goes over to that next portion, you see that the museum shrinks a little bit. So the available space that she was able to to map out gets gets smaller, but there are active sort of hash marks here on the map where people are moving about and roving. 
so if, if the day guards are the same as the night guards, there, there's going to be some complexity to how you'll deal with them. Actually, given your potential, we'll say, proximity to some of this stuff, Maximilian, why don't you give me an edu roll? Right, so fortunately, Max has had a good education, and this should be fairly easy. Famous last words. That's right. Good lord, that was a zero two, and he's got uh, an education of seventy-five. So that's a, smashing, an extreme success. Uh, so you remember a couple of things about this museum from your studies. One, this is a this is a famed museum in Milan that you'll be making your uh, your day's work at this is a a modern art museum and by modern in air quotes it means the past couple of centuries obviously you'd also know that this place is probably chock full of paintings and other pieces that uh, while maybe not your specific target might fetch quite a bit if you were able to abscond with them during the process so your comment earlier about making money up along the way just got a whole lot easier, at least potentially easier if you're able to uh, make some changes to the to the overall scope of the plan. Oh, I know this place. Um, it's uh, full of um, toys, treasures. I'm not quite sure what you call them, but yes, we should have a, a productive visit, I think. Mademoiselle, will you be needing this to go out of the city? I will need to make uh, arrangements if this is part of our job. Yes, it will need to be transported to Trieste. Well, uh, that will be, uh, I think, the hard part, no? Very well. I will uh, speak to some people. I have my contacts. Very good. But that also means we need to get it on the train, probably because we need to have it in town by the 11th. So we have a little over a day to get this job done. That's that's all our time for planning? Okay. A suggestion. Yeah. Perhaps we should use the Orient Express. It's a foreign train, so the black shirts will not be searching it as easily as they would any other means of transportation. And it goes straight to Trieste. I rather think if we're going to case the joint, we should, um, well, I don't know, get on with it. Maybe do it now. It is uh, not a bad idea. We should go in uh, daylight, so it is not suspicious. There is uh, the curfew, no? But that means we'll have to case the joint in the morning and then steal it later that day. Which I am fine with, personally. We have done harder things. It is no problem. No, it's true. Well, why not go now? We could visit this afternoon. I don't know what time of day it is. It is the afternoon, uh, so supper, so it's probably about five o'clock or so, which means the museum is likely going to close probably within an hour. Mm-hmm. Given that Stefan pointed out the Orient Express, it might be reasonable for him and or Dion to know that the train, the Orient Express specifically, is going to leave the Milan area just after one o'clock. And so if the job is going to get pulled tomorrow especially like tomorrow evening, then you're going to be cycling your travel forward another 12 hours until it leaves Milan on the 11th at one thirty. 
It's just something to think about. May have an opportunity to do it this evening. I mean, uh, depending on what we find, we may uh, decide it's preferable to uh, to go tonight. We always could go check it out real quick and nick it now if we need to. Absolutely. Well, the only thing that realistically we should probably look into, because I've got a fairly reasonable idea of stairways and things as I did it earlier today, we should probably look at backdoor exits, fire escapes, anything of that nature if we absolutely need a secondary plan or a backdoor. Mike, what time is the curfew? Seven o'clock. Seven. Okay. You have about about two hours before someone will begin, before Blackshirts will begin to pay attention directly to why you're in the streets and where you're going. Mm-hmm. Much more likely to get stopped, much more likely to get searched, much more likely to be asked for papers, mm-hmm. all sorts of potential problems. Etta, how about we go ahead and case it right now, take a look for any windows, lights, and so on. We've got an hour, that's enough for us to assess the second floor. Mm. That'll give Dion some time to go ahead and uh, see if they can line up some uh, transportations. Well, that sounds fine to me, brother. I will need to make the arrangements immediately. We, uh, you go and I go to my contact at the train station and see if I can get it uh, worked out. Okay. And then I will meet you there. We should meet uh, before the curfew. Seems pretty reasonable. So before you all walk out of the room, I would like, in order of appearance, you each to roll me 3d6 to determine your luck. And good luck to all of you. After we have that number, we'll multiply it by 5. 11. Okay, so 55 luck. 11 for me as well. 55 luck. (laughs) Not as good. Nine. So that's 45. 45, yep. So, uh, Maximilian? I was waiting for uh, Stefan there, but... uh... Ooh, 12. That's not terrible. Oh, no, it's 60 luck. Runaway dice. That would be a 14. Oh, 14, so... That's pretty good. That's 70 luck. Okay. Our um, air quotes investigators will uh, now have their luck until so they'll be able to, to move off into their various, um, we'll say, evening studies. Not to belabor your contacts by any means, Dion, but setting up travel out of the city really comes down to one of two options. Especially if your target is, we'll say... East. If you're going east, the two choices truly are automobile or train. If that's if train is the option, there are other options other than the Orient Express. It's not the only car that runs on that track. So it purely depends on how much you're willing to spend. If your interest is in the Orient Express, then your contacts tell you that they can probably get you written into the sort of second class passenger area on the book for a reasonable fee and beyond that they would just tell you that it's a it's a one-way trip that you're going to go from there to whatever destination you decide to get off on and they would recommend that you don't let the 
porters on the Orient Express look too closely at the ticket you hold. There's a jet overhead. Okay. So I think based on the size and the weight, I wouldn't want to put it in a car because that's a bit on the dangerous side. And with all of, with how many of us there are, it would get a bit cozy. So, and I also think the black shirts would be pretty likely to stop a car that had so many people in it. So the Orient Express is probably our best bet. It is the train that is least likely to get stopped and searched by the black shirts. And it is the most reliable of the, of the trains going through Italy right now. So uh, I will make those, make those arrangements. Okay. So let's take a look at something here and just for funsies. We all like to have fun. I really don't like it when you say that. (laughs) It's always a harbinger of doom. So here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you roll credit rating. I don't think I've ever had to roll that, Call of Cthulhu. And the reason I'm going to have you roll it is because we're going to see if Dion has enough sort of personal um, financial acumen to either pay for the tickets himself or convince his contact that you're, quote, good for it. Okay. I have 31 in credit rating, so... Ooh! That's a three! Okay. Zero, zero, three. Your uh, contact is willing to take half down and half when you arrive at the station to pick up the tickets, and he basically makes you decide a very, very... He makes you make a very important decision for the group without them being there. Do you want to leave tomorrow at 1.30, or do you want to leave on the 11th at 1.30? Well... I think we decided we were going to try and go for tomorrow at 1.30 because we needed to get it done as quickly as possible. So that was the last thing the group mentioned. So that's what I'm going to go with. He tells you that when you arrive at the station tomorrow at 1.30 to go to this specific wooden gray door and inside there will be a small packet tucked underneath several of the porter uniforms you to take the packet and that's what will have your tickets in them so for the rest of you the museum is a, a luxurious location one of many when it comes to Milan uh, it has a beautiful exterior which you're all able to not only look at but uh, sort of get to know a little bit better the grounds here are well kept. There is what we would call a English garden on site, which means there's a fancy garden that someone takes care of. I guess that's. But there are multiple floors, big stone edifice. And then for you, uh, Stefan, the nice part about this is there are several angles you can imagine here as evening would appear that you'd probably be able to tuck into. And this sort of stonework here gives you some pretty good handholds for climbing. So it, not all is lost, so to speak. It's fucking good, but I, uh, Stefan does want have one question. Once we reach the room with the clock in it, he, uh, I'm assuming from the picture you've shown, there are windows. Oh, yes. He wants to see the mechanisms on these windows and if there's any way he can unlock a window before they leave. Okay, um, we'll absolutely get to it. I'm going to make the reasonable assumption that the team is going to do somewhat of a 
an outside walk around as best they can just to see the gardens, so to speak, uh, before entering the main gate area. Seems to be something like you all would probably do. The main area itself has three of these archways that are covered with wrought iron and have gates on them. And this is to keep unwanted, nosy visitors out when they want things shut up or to potentially repel a oncoming army or something like that. But it's a beautiful alabaster white structure here. Beautiful brick. There's this uh, Italian Renaissance colonnades that are nearby. And there's, there's very much the return to the Roman era that you can see evident in many of the buildings of uh, in the that were built in the Italian Renaissance. But those gates, the ones in the center especially, are still open. There are guards here, and uh, there are a couple of autos parked nearby. When you pass through the gate, you are charged one lira, and uh, after that, the custodian at the gate tells you that you have about an hour or so to enjoy the museum before it'll be closing for the evening. So for you, Rose, you do your best under, say, a broad-brimmed hat to hide your face, having been here just not but a f- several hours ago. That said, this place seems to have drained out of a lot of the people that were at it earlier today. And that's helpful because you're going to get a, a really wide look around many of the spaces. Okay, great. So just as a general thing... As we go into this place and as we walk around and, and check it out, Max is going to be casing the joint to to see whether he can see any other paintings that maybe would, you know, bear a, I don't know, a little bit of removal and rolling up that, that maybe he could grab on the way. <laughs> so he's, he's got an eye, an eye for these sorts of things. So if he spots a particularly tasty one that's not particularly difficult to nick, he'll uh, he'll make a mental note of that. Sure. So I've I've changed the map on you. Hopefully you can all see that. Um, so the uh, the first floor here is pretty busy. So the museum is broken down. I'll give, I'll give you a little bit of narrative here to help and to help our listeners at home. The museum is essentially broken down into three sections and that there is exposition space. And so that space could have anything from uh, a wide range of something from sculptures or paintings or anything that would be considered modern by the standards of art here in Italy. There is also a lot of art that seems to have been moved in recently. Perhaps something that's a little bit more pro Mussolini, I suppose, would be the right word for it. Uh, There is El El Duce is making a lot of changes when it comes to the type of art that is being displayed. So you get a lot more um, Roman callbacks here. A lot of pieces from Probably we're collecting dust and, and some of the collections from before have been brought back out. So there's there's a there's definitely that uh, sort of empire feeling to uh, the green space here. Up north of you in the, the main collection area, this is sort of the core of, at least from what the museum explains here by, uh, by some of the, the banners and the signs here. This is the, the mainstay of what the museum is built around. And so you get, while walking through those areas, you get a lot of callbacks to sort of standard museum fare, whether that be 
paintings or whether it be sculptures or what, and those paintings could be anything from oil to, to watercolors, etc. cetera. Uh, but for you, Maximilian, you see a, a small portrait of a man. He seems to be staring out a window and there's a country scene behind him. And with your uh, fairly well-educated upbringing, you know that this painting would fetch up quite a fair market in some of the French underground art districts and dealers that you know. And you think that it's just ripe enough for the picking. Fairly certain that that, that you're going to have to spend some time later here today and uh, find a way to, to extract that. So what sort of sum are we talking about here? <laughs> Rough idea. Rough idea, uh, depending on the right market, depending upon uh, whom you sold it to. It's, it's probably four or five figures. Hmm. It's, it's, it's worthy for your time. The question is, can you make it out with it? How big would it be if he was to roll it up? So typically what, what he'd do is, um, I, I mean, is it is it in a normal picture frame or is this somehow... Yep, it is absolutely in a normal picture frame. Well, if he thinks he could pop the frame off the wall and cut it out the back, then he'd do that. But, I mean, failing that, he'd just cut it out the front, really. Yeah. Uh, either well, one might be might be possible. Um, you'd have to really get a much closer look at it. If you want to make me a spot hidden roll, that, that that's perfectly fine as well. That's 24. I have no idea what... 45. So yeah, that's a normal success. All right. You think it'd be it'd be quicker to just cut it out. Yeah, you'd lose a little bit as far as the, the edge work, but no one's really going to care about that. They care about the painting. Well, if it's quick and easy and I can get it and get out with it, that's better than nothing. Yep, absolutely. And you made a fairly decent spot hidden roll. So one of the things that you would notice too, Max, is that there's a, there's a gentleman here that uh, seems to be keeping an eye on the door. He must be one of the museum workers here. And he has uh, definitely noticed your, uh, your attention when it comes to the painting. So Max will walk straight over to him. Hmm. All right. You walk straight over to him. Ah, good afternoon. Um... I feel a bit silly asking this, but um, do you know who the artist is? This the, this painting? I'm I'm new to this. I've no idea about any of this at all. He uh, walks over to the painting. He looks at it a little bit. Hmm. Looks a little deeper. Yeah, I couldn't work it out either. Um, let me let me get one of the directors for you. He turns around and sort of walks towards a different space here in the museum. They'll know. Thank you. So on your map, Rose, you've managed to mark off roughly six of these gentlemen. And they don't rove so much as they appear anyway to mind the space that they're in. Well, that's perfect because then I can mark them more appropriately on the map. Mm-hmm. Which also means that then I'm going to want to go up to the first floor and do the same all right max this uh gentleman comes back with uh, an older gent in a suit and he says uh oh were you uh interested in knowing more about the apani here man says to you 
Yes, I'm looking for a um, a gift for my sister, and uh, I um, yeah, this was impressive. I'm sure I couldn't afford this, and I'm sure it's not for sale. But um, knowing who the artist is, it would be useful. Perhaps I could, uh, I don't know, find a similar work somewhere else. Mm. Same author, uh, artist, rather. So, uh, Epani, you say? How do, how do I spell that? Uh, a p p i a n i e. A p p i a n i. Marvelous picture of this gentleman who seems to have some sort of outdoor scenery behind him. And, and what would something like this go for? Um, a hundred pounds? <laughs> and the man laughs, sort of this deep belly laugh. No, 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 no. These, these are not, these are not for sale. Uh, something like this. Uh, a man who painted Napoleon. I, I don't believe, uh, I don't know, perhaps, uh, 10, 20,000 pounds. A bit. My God. Um, okay, well, thank you. I mean, that's answered my question. I, um, <laughs> I'll probably look for something else. Um, yes, I don't know. Well, but thank you. I'll, I shall keep browsing and, uh, Hopefully find inspiration somewhere else. Certainly. Um, so, Stefan, you were going to do some very specific things, yes? Uh, as you walk this ground floor, uh, you're looking at the windows and you're looking where else? Doors, I assume? Just general structural information? or mm-hmm. Yes, and the clock is on the second floor, correct? The clock is on the... As far as you know, yes, the second floor. But by remember, by second, we're using European floor standards here. So this is the ground floor, and there is a there is a first floor and then a second floor. And are these all open to the public? I'm going to look for the quickest way up. That would be the staircases. So when you flood into this area, you find them and are able to go up to the first floor. As you walk around, you're going to walk into sort of these wooden floor areas before moving down hallways to other wooden floor ways to get around. And then, then you'll also see, because Rose would have seen this as well, there is this interior space that has a essentially a hole cut in it. So that way, it, the, that's the courtyard below. And you'd be able to see some of the seating here around the edge of the courtyard. Travels in this sort of snake-like pattern around. And there are ways to get out. There are doorways to get out onto the walkway above the courtyard. Good. But if you want to do some investigating into the windows in some of these areas, like you could get to the windows here in the north side, and you could get to the windows in the east side and the south, that would be a hard spot hidden to investigate them specifically. If you're looking for what we would call quick methods of entries. All right. I'll give that a shot. That is a 21 under 60. Okay. So hard success. These windows on the, on the first floor here are pretty well locked down, not just physically, but it looks like several of the casements in these windows have been nailed shut. So it would take significant work by anyone, minus shattering a window, to open them up. 
it's not impossible, but it would take some time while the museum is still open, potentially trying to pry some of the nails loose and then hopefully be able to leave one of those unlocked and have it not be noticed, something like that, or any number of other attempts. You said there are some verandas, correct, mm. on the exterior? You, you notice them visually as you walk the grounds. There are these verandas where the, where the columns are higher up on the building, but they're not, from in, inside, they're not accessible. You assume that they're behind these locked doors. But these are locks, correct? Yes. As opposed to being nailed shut. Yeah, these, aren't, these are not nailed shut. Because they're deadbolts. I'm going to make a note of those since Etta has her uh, lock picking skills. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Speaking of, I guess, Etta, we're now giving Henrietta a nickname. We've given her one. Yes. It's a classic child's nickname. Uh, so, Etta. Um, yes. What are you doing? What are you up to? So, my thoughts align similarly with my brother's in that I would love to gaze upon different locks to just kind of commit to memory what I might need. My thought also goes to hiding places in the museum in case I need to duck into somewhere. So as I'm wandering around the couple of floors, I want to note any doors that may need to be unlocked in the future and also nooks and crannies I may be able to get myself into. Okay. After taking a look at a few things, especially on the ground floor, there are some tiny little nooks that you can probably squeeze yourself into and disappear to the world. The auditorium has a hallway that it uses over here as sort of a setup area for brunch or for when they give talks, you assume. You also notice over here, Henrietta, near the auditorium, that there is a lift that goes down, it goes into the basement. But it does not go up? It does not. Okay. But there is a little tiny space back here that you could sneak yourself into, you think. Mm-hmm. Especially if, say, you were being chased or you were trying to keep from being chased. Mm-hmm. And then there is a similar one, a similar space in this tiny hallway near the north side Mm -hmm. and this little hallway here is what looks like a service hallway and that is definitely two spots that you don't think that the roving guards bother with at all especially the north one because they probably don't fit into Mm -hmm. you would also notice if you went out into this courtyard you would notice that it's obviously free and clear all the way up there is a small walkway on the next floor up that walks around the courtyard, you can see that there are railings that go around. Yes. Uh, but if you were to somehow climb onto the, the roof of this museum, you could mm-hmm. drop, you could probably find a way to get down from the top. Okay. The inside. You'd have to be very limber to do so, though. On my perusings of the museum, do I happen to pass by anything that is behind a specifically secure... Um, protective barrier, some glass perhaps, or in a locked case, not to be touched. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff that's under lock and key here. I love unlocking things and then touching the things inside them. Right. Because as we all know, Call of Cthulhu is a game about touching things. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, You notice specifically that there is a place on the south here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So another one of these small sort of corridor corners. There is a a hallway a little bit, a little bit similar to the one on the north. There's one on the south side, but this one appears to be for staff. And there are a series of key rings in that space. You only briefly notice them before having to move on while one of the staff members comes through that area. I do wonder what's in that basement, too. So many fun things that could be done in this museum at night. If hopefully my brother can find us an entry, maybe we could just come back and get this all taken care of right away. Indeed. So after about half an hour or so, Dion would be available to arrive at the museum, having done what he needs to do with his uh, contacts at the train station, as it were. Dion, much as your other, your fellow investigators have noticed, uh, the museum is Italian Renaissance. It houses many fine things. There are staff workers and or what you believe are guards that watch the premises. And the museum here probably has about another half an hour before they start telling people to get the hell out. So I will wait for my companions to exit. Okay. Or at least some of them, because I don't know if they've decided to try and some of them have decided to try and hide out in the museum while it's being closed up or what. It's running through Henrietta's mind, yes. I think it's a great question, but before we get to that specific answer, I want to ask Rose if there's anything else that she's looking at or trying to do before uh, the clock runs out on her. Well, I'm definitely going to be looking for more static or roving guards as far as like I've been able to identify so far on the other well on the first floor for sure when I tried earlier I didn't have access to the second floor did it open up later in the afternoon or is it still blocked off from the public it is still blocked off from the public so when you go up to the second floor there is a a man standing in front of the door who was not there before there's a man standing there and he sort of points to the sign and puts his hand up as a as a stop signal. And I'm going to ask, will this floor be open tomorrow? It's hard to say. They're not done yet. They're uh, preparing another exhibit. Oh, I did not know. Anything that I might be able to glean in a verbal preview from you? He leans in a little close and he says, they're calling it... Uh, the wonders of Atlantis. Oh, so we're talking some very shiny pieces, I imagine, right? I, I suppose. Well, it sounds very exciting. Hopefully it'll be open tomorrow, because mm. I'd like to come back and see it. He nods. He takes out a cigarette, lights it. Fantastic. I'm going to, uh, since I'm wearing a lovely hat, I'm just going to tip my hat a little bit, and I'm going to uh, make my way back down the stairs. Okay. No reason to draw too much unnecessary attention. Understood. So, Etta, I got to ask, are you attempting to hide yourself in the museum? Is that the plan? I want to. I mean, you, you're all welcome to reconvene if you want to uh, at the museum or inside the museum, or you can play like you don't know each other. Totally up to you. I have a feeling, though, that you'd probably tell your brother, mm-hmm. maybe not tell your brother, 
No, I would want to run it by the team about staying in the museum. Stefan, when you're when you come back down to the first floor, you're out in this courtyard area, and uh, there's a strategic piece of sculpture that uh, you and your sister f- uh, find yourself standing near. It's quite the fine piece, don't you think, sir? It is. I would have to say it is contemporary. I'm not sure who the artist is, but uh, there are three doors with deadbolts on this floor that could be accessed from verandas. I'm I'm not sure of the artist either. I could stay here all night gazing upon it, though. Ah. I'm wondering if this is more of an outside sculpture or if it should be indoors. I do think it should be indoors. There are plenty of spaces around this building that this sculpture or several could fit. I see. That's entirely possible. But would everything be needed to put this inside? Like, I'm just thinking of the equipment that would be required to move these things. Oh, they just take manpower? I'm sure they have plenty of that around the museum. Interesting. Let me think on this. It was nice talking to you. Uh, By the way, have you seen the time? Uh, Do you know what time it is? You did not know, because when you went around the first floor, you would have noticed what Rose noticed, which is there's a man standing at the stairway preventing people from going up to the second floor. Uh, no, I didn't catch the time, I'm afraid. That's something that we need to check, though. It should be close to closing time. Yes, the decisions must be made about the art. Uh, Perhaps I can see if anyone else has seen the time. Sorry, I couldn't help you, miss. Such a friendly conversation between strangers. It's fantastic. Okay, so, uh, Etta, where are you going next? Who, which, which, what is the next of your um, your fellows that you're going to interdict and have a curious conversation with? Uh, Maximilian. Fantastic. Uh, hello, sir. Have you seen the time I asked another gentleman, and he said that he had not known what time it was? Ah. Well, time is such a funny thing. He pulls a little um, uh, pocket watch out. <laughs> yes. It is. Uh, I I find myself lost here. I could spend all night. You could get lost in this building. It's certainly labyrinthine in, um, in construction, but um, not overly so. Um, but I could see how one might get lost, or, or maybe more than one. Yes. There's there's a lot of twists and turns that I've seen around this building. Hmm. I've almost gotten lost myself several times. Yes. I'm sure that um, it it must happen from time to time, and and maybe this evening, I mean, I I don't know, maybe they don't check for uh, hangers around. Perhaps not, and I can only imagine the gazing that we could do upon art here uninterrupted mm. yes and sometimes it's easier to get out than get in if you know what I mean I, I know exactly what you mean yes I, I, I think you're right I think getting lost here is uh, a definite possibility well I I do appreciate your help with the with the time um, they're closing soon so I, I, I'm going to finish looking around there's a couple of other pieces I wanted to see Hmm. Yes, mind, you don't get lost, of course, and locked in. 
Oh, of course. I wink. (laughs) (laughs) You see Dion just wandering by, looking like he's trying to appreciate the artwork, but Dion is not a man of the arts, and he does not understand the appeal of standing around looking at things. (laughs) So some places he just stops and looks a little too long, and then he goes to another piece and just blinks at it and keeps walking. Does not what is happening in here? People standing and staring at things. He doesn't Why need you to just be... stand and stand and stare when you could be doing useful things? Dia doesn't get art. Just... No. He he fences it. He doesn't he doesn't appreciate it. Right. It doesn't go anywhere, right? So like it has no motion. He's like It doesn't do anything. Like, how do you stand and look at a piece of art for you know, an hour? Right. Like, oh, you see all the colors. You see the people. Oh, there is a girl on a swing. Okay, next, please. All right. So, uh, Henrietta, are you seeing that Dion is perhaps not a man of the arts? Are you going to to have your surreptitious conversation with him next? Yes, but less surreptitious. Maybe I I'm going to Dion is the next piece I want to see, uh, but I'm going to as he is wandering around bump into him as that may be the easiest way to get his attention and engage in a friendly but random conversation. Oh, mademoiselle, excuse me, I did not see you there. Oh, uh, yes, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I, I wasn't quite quite lo- seeing you. I I was looking around. I haven't seen the time. Have you happened to see what time it is anywhere in this building? Unfortunately not. Uh my uh, timepiece, it does not work. Oh. I, I had hoped to find a friend who could maybe tell me what time it is, but uh, I had not seen them yet. Oh, me neither. I have actually asked two people now if they have seen what time it was, and they have not seen it either. Um, we were just having a conversation about how large this place is and how you could easily get, get trapped here all night if you didn't know your way around. Ah, uh, we. Oui, it is uh, very confusing, no? Just all the things around and the pieces to look at and all the hallways and the places where if you turn the wrong direction, you hide behind the pillar and no one sees you when they close the doors. And next thing you know, you are locked in overnight. I agree. And that would be dreadful. I absolutely must see if I know what what time it is and if anyone else... I, I might check with one more person to see if they've seen it, but but if not, hopefully I certainly don't get lost in here all night and I'll wink again. And, <laughs> and have a good day, sir. I, I do a courteous little bow. I just do not get lost, mademoiselle. It would be most tragic. <laughs> so it seems that a plan is being put into action, although the... I'm not certain them. You have one less person really to mm-hmm. make a clean connection with, and that would be Rose. Uh, and so you do eventually find Rose in the exposition space. It looks like she's getting ready to probably walk out for the night. You're 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 getting down to the the final minutes that the the museum is going to be open for. Yes. Can I? As I approach Rose, say, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, have you happened to see the time? And I will put my hand on Rose's shoulder and steer their body in a way that it's pointing back into the museum. Hmm. Now, 
I'm going to let this go for one reason and one reason only, and that is the Millers have worked with Rose before. You've worked a job with them. And so it isn't something that is completely unbelievable for them to want to do. Yes. That was my thought, too, is that we have some history. So Rose kind of knows how Henrietta is. Okay. Redirect and then continue your verbal chicanery. Do you happen to know what time it is? Oh, were you headed out? You absolutely uh, can't do that yet. There still is a piece that no one has seen. Well, I do believe there are many pieces no one has seen. But as far as the time, and I have like a small wristwatch on, and it's got a lid, and it's just tucked under like the edge of a jacket. And I'll look. How much time do I have left? Probably 10 minutes. Fantastic. Well, it looks like we only have 10 minutes to go see this piece. I felt like we possibly have hours, but time is a silly thing like that. For some, maybe it is only 10 minutes, and for others, it may feel like hours. All night, even. All night. Perhaps you should show me where you think this piece that we haven't seen yet is. Even of glance for a few minutes would not be remiss as minutes or hours are they not is rose coming on to me or that's a good question (laughs) i mean because etta kind of feels like it (laughs) but i am going to take a leap of faith here and wait wait, in which way i just want to know and be clear for our listeners Okay, I'm going to lead Rose to one of the tiny hallways that one could get lost in. Go on. I think Rose needs maybe a little more direct approach with what has or hasn't happened or has or hasn't been seen. Mm -hmm. And I think I have everyone else on the same page that we will be hiding here. And hopefully they can find a spot. But Rose, and there only being 10 minutes left, I know that time is of the essence. I haven't talked to Rose yet. We don't have a lot of time to talk. So I should probably just lead Rose to a hiding spot and then catch her up on no one knows where the clock is, but this may be our best chance to get up there and get out. All right. Oh, so I guess I would ask then north or south, which room would you be heading towards then? Which little cubby area would you be heading towards? I there's the two cubbies right north and west I guess there's one in the south technically where you have cause there is technically one in the south that's where the, the people hang their keys at and whatnot you'd probably yeah. not opt for there because you know at the end of the day museum workers are going to probably head back there and drop equipment off or they're going to take off whatever uniform they might have so you have the one near the auditorium which is the west yep. I will do that one because there's double sets of doors there. Okay. So the two of you head through the museum until you get out into the courtyard and then into the auditorium. When you enter the auditorium space, you will notice or hear at the very least that there is somebody else in there. And having been here before, Henrietta, you know there's a worker in here. And also Rose, having mapped this place before, would know that there's effectively a guard not but five feet from you. So if you're going to sneak into that area, it's going to be stealth. Or you're going to have to deal with that worker in some way, either a redirect, because you won't be able to get into the cubby with them 
standing where they are. They'll be able to hear and see you. Mm -hmm. Could we possibly alert him to something else that's going on in the museum and um, try to get him to leave his post? That's entirely possible. I can't tell you how effective it will be, but it's entirely possible you could get to, to redirect him somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll sneak. I'm good with sneaking. All right, then stealth roll it is for for you, Rose. Uh, for you, Henrietta. How are you going to deal with this, Rose? Um. Yeah. All right, stealth rolls from both of you. It'll be opposed by Spotted. I can't wait to find out if the rest of your team understands that you're all going to be hiding here. Let's hope they get that. This is 64 under 65. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see what uh, Rose has. I have a 15 under 60. Okay, so it's a hard success. So the two of you manage... Uh, Henrietta, you make your way into the, this small cubby area and you, for a moment, for a heartbeat, feel like, oh shit, they saw me. And when no answer comes, Rose slips in right behind you. And the two of you are able to get into this space and the door shuts. And you wait. And you wait. And you feel your blood pressure in your ears pound a little. And after a few breaths, with the the two of you in this enclosed sort of back hallway where there are plates and cups and serving trays and carts, you calm for a moment. And then after a minute or two, you hear footsteps on the auditorium floor walk through the double doors and then eventually walk out of your available auditory space. You don't hear them anymore. And so I'll leave the two of you there together in this dark cubby hole. If the plan is to stay here for the evening, what I would like to know, an honest answer would be from our other three um, team members, Max, Dion, and uh, Stefan. Do you feel like your character got the message that Etta was trying to put out? I think I got the message about hiding in here overnight because that was what... Dion was considering when he came in to begin with. That's why he came in instead of waiting for them to come out. I don't think he got the auditorium because he hasn't seen the whole... He hasn't been wandering around for the past hour. So if he sees one of the other two moving in that direction, he might follow them. But I don't think of his own uh, volition (laughs) he'd go that way because he doesn't know that. Right. Being that as it may, if Dion knows that the idea is that you're to hide in the museum, where would Dion try to hide at? Dion had been looking at um, some of these collections that have like these bigger pillars and things. Mm-hmm. What's, I, I'm going to butcher the, in the back collezioni. Co- collection, yes. Yes, so I see some, uh, on the map I see some big pillars and things and considering it's Italy they've probably got a lot of Greek and Roman uh, plinths and things and since I'm a fairly broad shouldered man I'd want something big to hide behind or under anyway so that that's where that's where I'd be going 
uh, to to see if there's uh, some pillars and some shadows I can hide in. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm going to have you make a stealth roll. Okay. And it will be opposed. How am I a smuggler with only 20 stealth? Because you have points in other places. <laughs> I feel like that, that, that doesn't work super well for me. Okay. Is it worth spending it to a hard success? No, as your keeper, no, it would not be worth spending to a hard success. Okay, so it is a regular success. Okay, so what happens is this gentleman that comes out of this cult, this other portion of the main collection area walks right by you, and you use the half wall here as a block as he sort of spins his way back towards the exposition space. For the moment, it seems, no one has seen you. Max, what was your plan for staying in the museum, or do you feel like Max got the message? Max's original idea was to do this thing overnight anyway. So when we were way back uh, in the inn, he thought, we should break in overnight trying to do this during the day. I mean, how are you going to get a clock out during the day without anyone noticing? It's not going to happen. So he was sort of going to suggest to anybody, uh, everybody anyway, um, as soon as we case the joint, that actually we should probably go back this evening. So I think he's got the idea that we should stay. In terms of the auditorium, nope, didn't pick up on that at all. So no, no idea where... So Max would have been, as he does, looking around for convenient places to hide or, or escape, depending on the, what the situation presented. And he's been spending a lot of time looking at the uh, additional treasures that, that he could uh, <laughs> lift. So I think he'd probably be looking and, and trying to work out what's going on in this sort of area here, just north of the, the main collection area. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll. Mm-hmm. 23. That is, ooh, almost a hard success. Is there any point in doing that? I will spend a point of luck, and and it's now a hard success. You spend a point of luck. You find this door here. The knob in it is a little loose. Just, Just ever so slightly. You do find this passage area here, this little cubby area. This tiny space between where it looks like maybe they maybe they hold some a broom or maybe some other collection areas, uh, banners and whatnot that are not in use. But you, you find a, a loose doorknob here. And you think maybe if you put just enough pressure on it, you could push it over. Yeah. That's what he'll be doing. Right. You do so, and you find yourself in a very interesting space. And so, the, with the door shut behind you, you realize that there is a, a light switch in here that you could use if you wanted to, nope. although you're not required to. Um, so you're in you're in a dark what what's feels almost like a coat closet. Maybe this is a place that they take members' coats. There seems to be some sort of just feeling around a little bit in here. There seems to be some sort of desk. And then there is a, a a sliding window on one of these walls. It's got to be some sort of a staff area for when they have um, big events here. Max does smoke, so um, rather than turn the light on, which might be a little bit obvious, he's going to just pop his lighter out and uh, yeah, shield it carefully with his hand because that could still be quite bright and just have a very quick look around his bearings. Yeah, so under... under uh, the small flame of the light you have there 
you do notice that this is absolutely a coat, a coat area. And cool. uh, there's more than enough places to hide back here. There's actually a unlocked door that goes further back. And uh, you see stacks of chairs. Probably, again, something they might use for um, the auditorium or if there are other sort of events here to mm. just storage stuff. Um, but you find a few things in the storage area which might be useful. There is a, a, like a first aid kit. Okay. That's in there. And then there's also a couple of truncheons and uh, some other bits. The bits. Yeah. Uh, you find a few you find a few bullets, loose ammunition. Hmm. You find uh, another bin in here that has what uh, looks like a uh, looks like flares and a flare gun. Um, Max will pick up the flares and the flare gun because that sounds uh, like a useful thing for a distraction. And he'll also pick up the first aid kit. Yeah, it's small enough that you could uh, mm-hmm. loop it around on your belt and carry it on. Though you did wouldn't necessarily have to have a place to hold it. That aside, this is a pretty secure area to to take a break in. Is there are there any uniforms around at all? Uh, there are uh, staff uniforms in here. Yep. Mm. He's looking for something. Uh, it's a long shot, but he's looking for something which could be like a, a paramedics uniform or you know something that would go with a first aid kit. Well, um, given that we're in a bit of a sidetrack, a little bit of a mini series here, I'd be willing to let you spend say five luck to acquire an item that isn't normally here if you really are after it let's do that okay so in and among some of the uniforms here it looks like there's an old world war uniform for uh, some sort of combat medic an italian uh, military uniform but one that is openly designated as uh, as a medic excellent so he will don this uniform and uh with first aid kit to hand That'll be uh, Max. He will secrete the flare gun and some flares around his person. Okay. Stefan, tell me, did you get the message that your sister was putting down? Stefan absolutely got the message. He's not sure if he agrees with it because he's not sure that Dion and Max can hide themselves adequately. But he's going to go along with it and hope that the fallout doesn't cause this deal to go awry. He's going to try and hide on the first floor, not the ground floor, because there's all the empty spaces there and closets and so on and work being done. So obviously there's equipment up there. So he's going to duck into one of the closets with the equipment and stuff like that. Secure himself. Interesting. All right. So closets. Yeah, you probably would have. You've done enough touring of this facility where you'd know where a couple of them are. There is one down here in the south you could probably get into. Okay. If you would like. And given that the museum is clearing out, uh, why don't you give me a stealth roll to get in there? Unseen. That is an 18 under 55. All right. Hard success. And beats the normal success that this museum worker gets so you manage to slip yourself inside the southern cubbyhole space before you are located and uh, by now just by those of you who have pocket watches or wristwatches the museum has closed and you can hear some of the final steps of these guards exiting the space 
So after 10 or 15 minutes of final checks, you hear a lot of doorknobs being, you know, moved back and forth. You hear some doors being closed. The museum slowly and sort of inexorably grinds to a halt. You don't hear voices anymore. There's just the, just the briefest of sound of some of the environments outside. A little bit of wind passing through some of the trees outside the museum. It has, in this April day, by 7 o'clock or so, begun to get a little dim. And as the night begins to fall over the museum, our team of would-be criminals is going to be beset upon by a new series of challenges, which we'll, we'll get to in next week's episode. So thank you so much for joining us on this little detour that we're taking with Horror on the Orient Express. We appreciate your listening ears. Thank you and good night.